well inside Alex Vera podcasting tonight. It is a NFL playoffs preview at this point. I mean, it's funny to me that 96 playoff scenarios were in play today. 96. I don't know. I follow this game for a long time. I don't remember it ever being 96 in the scenario category like that. But there were, and I can't really break down every one of them for you. But I can do this. I can give you where we're at right now. Just a few moments ago, the Buffalo Bills up in Orchard Park, New York, clinched another AFC East title. And uh, that actually, if they had not won, the Dolphins might have been some backup, but they took care of their business. Look, uh, Josh Allen was on himself. I have no idea where those throws were. A lot of that time tonight up in Orchard Park, I don't, that win was, was just brutal was awful and i know i'm wearing the jets and the bills but you know what new york the empire state is is home of the bills and it's just a fact the giants and jets are across the river at this point but that's not a uh, thing for another day but up in orchard park tonight the throws that we were seeing were uncharacteristic they were into the wind against the wind they were just all over the place and then finally he settled down got a couple big passes there and the Bills win it, and they win the division. But today, the storyline is arguably the fact that the Jaguars woke up. And maybe getting rid of Urban Meyer, John Brecco, I see you there. Uh, I am not Urban Meyer Jr., that's just an inside joke. But <laughs> John Brecco, uh, but Urban Meyer gets fired. The team's in disarray. And I got to give it to the Jaguar fans. They did this whole clown out basically saying how it's a clown that their GM returns. So what we see on our TV is just bad football. But what we don't see, what we don't see is a fan base that's hungering for something. And this was a team just a few years ago with Doug Marone that looked pretty promising for a little bit. Did they not? Yeah, Tom Coughlin there. It was humming a little bit. That all falls apart and they haven't been the same since. And Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick, he's got to get used to the system in the NFL, I know, but you've also got to put better personnel around him. And so I, I think that uh, he has a future in the NFL. I, I do believe that. But no, the fact that Indianapolis, who had a chance to clinch it, they all they had to do was beat Jacksonville, the lowliest team in the NFL. And they couldn't do it. They could not do it. Someone explain that to me uh, on Alex Fair podcasting. <laughs> it seems indefensible. It seems inexplicable that you got it right in your hand, right in your hand, and you can't do it. So the AFC South did have a, a couple of good moments, though. Obviously, the Titans are now the number one. They are the overall uh, home field advantage and, and number one through the playoffs. You've got the Chiefs, who are second-ranked, got the Bills in third. Bengals, Joe Burrow, you know, another kid that I really like. I mean, when he was in LSU and the way he – if you remember, he faked out Alabama and he won that game against Alabama. Uh, I, I love that. And I just thought, what a shame his first year he gets wrecked in um, – in where else? FedEx Field, right? I mean, the most secure field ever. They're worried about a name in the – of their football team in Washington, they got to worry about the playing surface first, okay? 
You can have a name, you can have different, but if you don't have a good playing surface, also remember last week Jalen Hurts being basically not attacked because they didn't want to fall into him, but the Eagle fan base piling on, falling over the barricade. <laughs> what a mess that Dan Snyder has had with FedEx Field. There was a sewage problem there. Anyway, Joe Burrow bounces back, gets the AFC North, is fourth in the conf in the conference playoffs. You got the Patriots fifth up today. Today was, and we'll get to the Giants in a minute, but today the ending of that game was was pretty epic. Tua, you know, I had kind of slammed him for announcing he was going to be going to the draft when he was not even 100% healthy. I mean, he he was injured, basically, at the time he did that press conference where he said, I'm going to be in the draft. But he beat New England today. And the Patriots are now fifth-seeded, and they have not won the AFC title, uh, AFC East title. Uh, in the non-Brady era. Think about that for a minute. Then this is where, as chaotic as 96 playoff scenarios is, where the epitome of the craziness today, because the Steelers and the Ravens, okay, Big Ben, was this going to be his last game? He was going back to Baltimore where he actually started. That was where his debut was. 18, 18 years ago? Are you kidding me? That's where his debut was. And now he goes back to Baltimore tonight. And all bets are off because we know that Baltimore and Pittsburgh can be crazy. Can just be, you know, basically insane. So, what would we expect? Well, of course, we would expect an overtime 16 13 win by the Steelers, prolonging the swan song by Ben Roethlisberger because he should, he should make the playoffs tonight. Because all that the Chargers and Raiders have to do is make sure there's not a tie. So you talk about 96 scenarios coming into the entire day. That included yesterday with the Eagles winning, with the Chiefs winning. 96 NFL Week 18 playoff scenarios. And it comes down to this. <laughs> it comes down to the fact that we could have a tie knock out the Steelers. All, all the Chargers and Raiders have to do to keep their spot is literally tie. That means going. From, help me with my math here, right? Uh, four quarters, and then a 10-minute overtime, no scoring, or, or a score that ends in a tie. That's all they have to do. No pressure, ending in a tie, to knock out Pittsburgh. That's how bizarre today has been. I thought 96 playoff scenarios was bizarre enough. I thought we're entering the first ever Week 18 in the NFL that's bizarre enough. I thought Jacksonville beating Indianapolis was bizarre enough. But no, it just keeps going. And culturally, the bizarreness continues because Bob Saget is reportedly dead. Full House star Bob Saget. Are we at 65? That is how crazy today has been that we lose another celebrity. 
I don't know what's going on at the end of 21 and into 22, but it, it's just bizarre. It's just bizarre that we're losing all these different people. Betty White to end 2021, John Madden to end 2021, Harry Reid, and then of course, fast forward to Friday, Sidney Portier at 94, and now today it's reportedly that Bob Saget has died to mix in with the craziness of week 18. Uh, are you tired of football yet? Because I, I've been staring at my computer all day long, NFL Red Zone, Red Zone, been following all these different things, watching the Lions beat the Packers, uh, watching the, as I said, the Steelers and the Ravens, and then hearing that uh, disclaimer between the Jets and the Bills uh, before that game saying, well, we're going to have to cut away from this due to contractual obligations. So you had to go to NFL Red Zone to watch the rest of that uh, Ravens-Steelers game. So that's how footballed out I feel right now. I am very happy that the Bills won the division. I will always want someone else other than New England. Then I thought about this last night. You know, I, my heart is to the Giants, I'll be honest. But I could deal with the Eagles a little more than I could deal with the Cowboys. I actually wanted the Eagles to win last night because, well, A, they beat the Patriots. B, I know their fan base is whatever, but at the end of the day, I, I, I can never root for Dallas. So the Eagles, I give them a pass. And I kind of wish they won that night on national television last night, but it was Dallas's way. And that reminds me of the NFC playoff picture, which is complete. Complete in another chaotic way, obviously because you saw the Rams and the Niners going to overtime. Niners winning it, but because the Cardinals lost to the Seahawks, the Rams get the division, the NFC West, putting the entire picture up. So it's going to be Green Bay first Brady and the Buccaneers, second ranked. Third seed Cowboys, fourth Rams, fifth Cardinals, sixth Niners, and seventh the Eagles. So we have a lot to look forward to next week, I think. I mean, I am trying to figure out why they rearranged the deck chairs for all this. I mean, you've seen all day today. You're going to have the usual traditional Saturday 4.30, 8.30 in the Super Wild Card round. Then you have uh, three games on the Sunday. And then a Monday night game. I thought playoffs should be only be played on the, the, the Saturday, Sunday. That's tradition. But NFL said, no, let's put it on a Monday. Let's do that. Let's put it on a Monday. We're going to have this big Manning cast. We're going to have the cast of characters with Eli and uh, Peyton. On Sunday night, on Monday Night Football, and then we'll uh, we'll take it from there. But yeah, as if this couldn't get chaotic enough, we literally have to wait another twenty two minutes on NFL Sunday, Week eighteen, to see if if 
And I mean that because they're going to kick off in 23 minutes. But overall, we'll have to wait another few hours just to make sure that the chaos of the day doesn't lead into a tie. A tie could de determine this. That's just wild. Hey, in, in other stuff going on, I wanted to say thanks again to Jeff Mordock of the Washington Times for talking January 6th with me. Uh, I want you to just keep on following. If you're following on Instagram Live, AlexGNYC1, AlexGPodcast. I've got a few links there too. And my website, AlexGNYC.com. And I also talked about earlier today how the... Uh, the audiobook is truly an adaptation for those who cannot see. You'll, you'll have to catch that up if you rewatch this um, Instagram Live or re-listen this podcast. You can follow. But I had to do something. I had to do something between the end of the late games and before Sunday Night Football because this was too dramatic a day to stay quiet. Too dramatic a day. To stay quiet. You know why? Because the day started out with 96 scenarios. And you could bet, you know, it was, this was also coming in where you had betting allowed in New York. Now, I'm not a better. But I met Hello Cousin Missy. But, but, on a day where you have 96 scenarios. I'm sure the books were just going crazy today. And I think you can do in-game, so imagine that too. Where you can do in-game betting and say, well, hey, it's legal in New York, so let's just do it. It must have been a storm today. With FanDuel, DraftKings, yada, yada, yada. All the like. Hey, wh while I'm on the topic of sports, can we, in can we, can we discuss... Why the Rangers aren't getting the credit they're due? Why the New York Rangers in talk radio are being drowned out? I feel like they are. By the Jets that don't do anything, that just look lost today in Buffalo. By the Giants, who I didn't even get to them because do they even deserve mentioning? Do the Giants deserve mentioning when their literal season ended on an interception? Washington football team. If that interception does not symbolize the dumpster fire that is Giants football, I don't know what does. But I will say this. Never again settle for Gettle. Dave Gettleman, he's probably going to be shown the way out. And that's a relief to many fans, by the way. So you have them. You have the Jets. You have Julius Randle taking the air out even before today with his shut the F up and, and, and the thumbs down inspired by Javi Baez. Who knew Javi Baez, the former Met, would be such an inspiration to other New York athletes that they want to thumbs down the hardworking fans of New York City that literally would pour out of the garden and cheer for you in the streets for making the playoffs. They're worth thumbs downing? I don't think so, Julius. And you got fined for it? Great. But in all of that, in all of that, there was some great news for another team in New York. 
aka the New York Rangers, aka a first place team in New York in winter, and they're not even being talked about. But Panarin, Artemi Panarin, has been cleared of COVID protocols. He is back with the Rangers. And let me tell you, I'm excited. <clears throat> I think I mentioned this on my podcast a while ago. Gerard Gallant not only took the Vegas Golden Knights to the Stanley Cup, you know, but and they didn't win it, I know, but to the Stanley Cup final in their first ever season. Head coach Gerard Gallant was also hired the, the day of the actual parade anniversary of 1994. There's some synergy there between that parade from 94 and the hiring of one uh, Gerard Gallant. And it looks like he's no David Quinn. He's a he's 20 steps ahead of 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 him. I scratched my head when the Rangers hired a guy from Boston College. Nothing against college coaches, but could he make the adjustment in the NHL? No playoff appearances. And he's had the talent. He had the talent for a few years. But now, now that the Rangers are in first place, in first place in their comp, in their division, I believe it's called the Metropolitan Division, they're not getting much coverage. They're, they're getting very little. They're not even really being talked about. That's got to change. You want to cover all sports? You want to cover sports talk? You've got to cover the fact that the Rangers are killing it. So, do you know last week, a week ago on Sunday, they beat the defending champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, for nothing. I think uh, Zibanejad had a, a hat trick. But for nothing for a Ranger team that's barely getting much coverage. Shesterkin's been on and off. Gorgiev's been in net. I know there's been some rotation there. But see, nobody wants to talk about hockey. Because to them, it's not even the sports mindset. But it should be. Okay? The NHL has a footprint in New York. I was very excited to stand next to the Stanley Cup. Extremely exciting. But, to me, the Rangers deserve more coverage. So anyway, they, they beat the Lightning 4-0 last week. They then beat the Oilers the next night. And then do you want to know what happened? They went on the road and they lost to Vegas. And to me, they could have folded there. They could have been, well, who knows how the rest of the But they had a solid bounce-back win last night in Anaheim. They did. They did. And so let's put the words New York Rangers on the mouths of, of talk show hosts across the dial. Let's put the words New York Rangers 
on the front page. You're going to see tomorrow front page probably of the Jets and the Giants. Because uh, sports journalists don't really cover hockey until they have to. Although, shout out to Howie Carpenter, because I know Howie literally covers the Rangers game in and game out, and he writes for them at nysportsday.com. Great website, by the way. But yeah, let's give the Rangers some coverage that they deserve. Because it bothers me when I'm here in certain days, and I don't listen to talk radio often, but when I do, I notice that it's all about <laughs> Salah should be fired, Salah should be fired, the Jets, or get rid of Joe Judge, or uh, this and the other. But you never hear praise for the fact that the Rangers have had a complete turnaround in a matter of a season. Hiring Gerard Gallant was the best move that the <laughs> the ownership did. That general management, the general manager did. Because look where he's got them. And look where we hope he continues to have them. Around this time, they do have their bitter streak and then they come back. But they're in first place. Something I haven't remembered in, in a while, do you? See him in the first place right now? Just, just a thought to mention uh, to mention the Rangers. That's all. That's all. All right. Well, kickoff's gonna happen. I'm gonna probably jump back on to follow what's going on. I hope I don't have to wait for an overtime. I hope that this game could be settled in regulation because I think we all want to go to sleep tonight after this chaotic day. Of 96 playoff scenarios to start the the morning, start the day. But, what a day. And NFL, I cringe to give you credit on this. But it might have been a good idea. Because this is the most jam-packed week ever in the NFL that I can remember in a while. And it's week 18, the first ever edition. Have a great night and enjoy this one on Sunday Night Football on NBC. And then we'll talk to you soon on Alex Garrett Podcasting.